This is War Room Moments, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and most relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. War Room Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board. Here's your host, Jason Miller. Hey, welcome to today's episode of War Room Moment. I have a special guest with me today, uh, Jennifer Jass with Words with Jass, LLC. And welcome to the show, Jennifer. Thank you, Jason. It's awesome to have you on. I had the great pleasure of spending three entire days with uh, Jennifer and the Rogue team in California and got to know her really well. And you know, it was a pleasure to meet you there. You got so much brilliance locked up in that brain um, mm-hmm. when it comes to editing and writing and all these things. And and uh, tell the 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 crowd a little bit about yourself, what you do, and what your superpower is. Okay. Well, I am a a runner, a nature lover, and a reader. Um, and because I love reading, I started a business around that. So my business doesn't just define me, but I have so many interests, but um, but my my workday is surrounded by words and books. So I am a nonfiction editor. I love helping people with their words. And it's funny that you use the word um, brilliant because that's one of the words I love to use in relation to my clients. So I help people pull out the brilliance in their own words. Yeah, that's very cool. And you know, we often think about books and you don't realize all the lift that goes into creating a good book, right? right. Um, a really good book, not just a piece of trash that somebody threw together in a week and threw out in the marketplace, right? Mm-hmm. Like creating something that's truly meaningful and means something to you and means something to an audience. And you know, that's where the editing piece comes in. That's what you do. And I'm really curious to hear because it's kind of like you're the the unspoken hero behind it all, right? And or the un the unseen hero behind it all that helps put all of it together. And you know, I'd like to really hear more about that. An, an editor really is a behind the scenes, but um, an integral part of a book. So people can publish a book um, and do it, you know, slap fast, get it done. You can go online and you can find something that says, write your book in 48 hours. You know, and that's, that's <laughs> just not going to be a quality, a quality book. If the book is important to you or any type of writing that you do is important to you and your name's on it, you're going to want to do it right. And part of um, what's involved in doing it right is hiring the people to help you with each step. Writing a book and publishing a book is a very involved process. Um, I'm an editor. That's one piece of the process. Of course, there's also your possibly a book coach, designer, um, cover designer, the, the PR marketing piece. There's lots of other steps in the book publishing process, but I'm involved with the editing piece. So um, I have a little stat for for you here. 82% of people want to write a book and only 0.8% of people actually write a book. And many of those people don't write a book because they either don't know where to start 
or they think their writing isn't any good. They just don't know. They're scared to get feedback on their writing. And that's where an editor can come in. I, so I want to show people that editing is not a scary process. It doesn't have to be a scary process. I'm a nice person. Other editors are nice people. But we also will tell you hard things if needed to help you improve your writing. So there's different types of editing. But we, well, I'll just speak for myself. I want to help an author make sure that their message connects with their audience. Make sure their message is clear. Make sure it's engaging. That it's accurate. There's not, you know, errors in their publication or their book that will be distracting to readers because we really want the author to look good, to look brilliant, and for their message to come out loud and clear so that it can, you know, have the impact that they want their message to to make. Yeah, yeah. Well, how do you see what's the future of books? What do you think with all this technology now that we have in our hands? It's all like right here in our face now, right? With iPads and computers and iPhones, you can take your iPhone and read a whole book. Um, I I read my entire new book last night, the first draft on my iPhone. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, so it's like, it makes you really step back and think because I love to hold a real book in my hand still, right? And how do you see that as moving forward in the future, I guess? there, I think there will always be a place for print books. So many of us love print books and the sales are still way up there. So I don't have the current stat. Um, I, I, should, I should get that in and, and put it out there as a comment uh, along with this video when it comes out. But um, yeah, print books are still very valid in the marketplace. But the exciting thing about the digital world and books is that there's so much more you can do with your book once it comes out. So you can take that content that was in your book and repurpose it for your blog posts, videos, um, online trainings, social media posts, podcast topics, speaking engagements, all kinds of digital um, sources that you can use to promote the same content that's in your book that just you know, supports your message in so many different ways. Yeah. Well, you know, and I know we both know several people that help and they'll take a book and create it into a course. Right. So it's a a lot of that to me, a book is a really powerful tool, right. And written well, um, can get a lot of good attention, but it's like anything else in life it's what we do with things, right? So uh, you can do, you can write all the books in the world, but if you don't do anything with them, well, that's what you're going to get in return. Nothing, right? Right. Um, me and Chris had this discussion. <laughs> Chris O'Byrne, yep. <laughs> yeah. A book About, is not uh, the end. It, it can be considered as the beginning. It's the beginning yeah. of so many other uses for your content, the first step. Right, right. Well, you know, in that, what what do you see? Are the steps changing in book production? Are they faster, slower? Um, how how has technology really affected that whole process? Because obviously, we have a lot more technology now. We're not faxing stuff back and forth anymore. Right. <laughs> you know, when I when I first started editing. Um, years and well 20 20 something years ago 
um, I still liked the paper and the red pen. I mean, I can't even imagine how unproductive that was time-wise now <laughs> with all of the tools we have. Um, th so, I mean, just it's, can't even get wrap my mind around how many improvements there are now that we're in a digital world with book production. But with online tools, people can um, improve their own writing much easier with online tools. They're not foolproof and it doesn't replace a quality editor if some, if, if, if someone's writing is so important to them that their name, you know, their name's going to be on it, they're going to want to hire professionals to help. But you can use online tools to improve what you're putting out there if it's something that you just need to get out there. Um, of course, spell check, but that's not that's not, doesn't catch everything. Um, Grammarly, there's pro writing aid, there's different online tools that people can use to help. And that's been pretty transformative too. People can improve their own writing in those ways. Um, there's an example I like to use from Spellcheck that um, shows people that it's not going to catch everything. If you say um, procrastination, you're wanting to say procrastination is my greatest enemy, but you accidentally type procrastination is my greatest enema. Spellcheck's not going to catch that. Put it in there and try it and it won't catch it. So oh. yeah, you need an editor. <laughs> yeah. Well, I always spell check for me. It always says I get a lot of no suggestion. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> That's how far I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> it says, we don't know what to do with this. Hire an no editor. No idea what you're talking about. Go hire an editor. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But well, the exchanging of the files digitally yeah. and you know, one good thing about the digital world in book publications, too, is that it's print on demand. Mm -hmm. So if a book comes out and someone wants to change something in their manuscript after it's been published, well, you just you can just fix the file and upload a new file. Um, it's not like there's people usually have boxes and boxes of their books sitting in their garage anymore. You know, you order the 100 author copies or whatever suits, you know, whatever suits your need. But you can definitely make make changes to it and upload a new version. And then people who order it from that point on will get the new version. So that's a huge plus. Yeah, that is huge because mm -hmm. what if some of the content turned out not to be evergreen, like you thought it was going to be right. right. Yep. And you want to make a simple change to something or, you know, it's the, it's definitely the world of instant gratification capability, no doubt. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good and bad, I guess, but but uh, yeah. And when people put links, websites in their books, mm -hmm. or you know, other company names, and things change, links right. change, right? Those need to be updated. Yeah, I guess probably even ten years ago, you probably couldn't do all that. Right. Huh? Yep. So, yeah, that's it's it's actually pretty crazy how far technology has brought us along in almost every single fashion over the last. Right. 10 years. It really is pretty amazing for sure. But well, anyway, so, you know, uh, part of my mission is to uh, give guidance to our younger generation of business owner. And one thing I would love if you would share with them, hopefully they're listening. And, and that is what's a business struggle that you've went through in your business to career. And you know, how did you pivot to either deal with that situation or overcome it better yet, that struggle? 
I started my business four years ago as a full-time business. I had been editing on the side while I was in the corporate world before that. So this is a little background, but I was, I was, I've been editing for over 20 years, but I was doing it on nights and weekends. And then I decided to make the leap away from my corporate job and do what I loved and really help authors full-time start my business. So the early years of my business were a scramble to take on as much as I could to learn the craft of editing and to make a living at it. So I said yes to almost everything that came my way. Some really terrible, (laughs) I can look back now and say terrible projects were extremely low pay, um, weren't in my wheelhouse at all, wasn't interested in, I mean, people who didn't Uh, People who were difficult to work with and projects that weren't ideal for me. Um, So now I would I would say my best advice for people who've started their own business is to find what you love and focus on that service, what you're doing for the, you know, for the key area of your focus and let the rest go Um, and put all your effort into what what you really love doing. So now for editing, I've decided that I focus on nonfiction. I used to take on fiction and, oh, <laughs> I did a romance once. Um, I did um, reviews for products. I mean, just things that were not what I focus on now. Um, now it's nonfiction. Um, books or materials with a positive message, um, cause publishing, something that has the potential to change the world in a positive way. And so when work comes to me, I, I can quickly have a conversation with the author or whoever referred them to me and determine, is this something that I want to work on? And if it's, if it is, I'll take it on. If it's not, I will happily refer them to other people. So I have a a large network of other editors and I can find someone who's a good match for that work. Um, But it, it feeds my soul to be able to work on what, what I do best and to let the rest go. So no longer do I say yes to everything. Yeah. So the takeaway, don't always say yes to everything. (laughs) That's it. Well, yeah. And I, it's common, I would say, right. Yeah especially when you're first starting out and you're like, you know, I just got to hustle and make money and do all these things. And, but if you'd actually just probably just slow the train down a little bit. Mm -hmm. And like, one of the things I always say is it's almost more work to try too hard. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So that's true. If, if, if you just don't try so hard, focus on, you know, serving the people you want to serve instead of serving everybody, (laughs) right. Then, you know, it will come. And I'm not saying run by the, if you build it, they will come model. That's not what I'm Mm -hmm. saying. Cause that never works out very well either. But, but, you know, if you're pinpointing and targeting who you want to work with, you'll surround yourself with the right people and the right people will, the right people will come to you. For sure. And, and people just starting out may not know who the right people are at that point. My business shifted over time into, you know, focusing on who I wanted to serve. Um, so that scramble may still be necessary in the, in the beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the experience that it gave me to, you know, edit 50 books in a year, <laughs> I sacrificed <laughs> <a> some, uh, <laughs> 
some were short, but I sacrificed some, you know, time for myself and time for family during, during the first year. Um, But the experience was also invaluable. So that's just something that a new business owner can't keep up, but some level of scramble may be necessary in the beginning. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think no matter what, you're always going to have some of that, right? That's just part of it. But, Mm -hmm. um, but like all things, we are the controllers of our destiny. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes. And we do decide what, uh, what we do do and do not do. So some of that is just being present in the moment with Mm -hmm. the things that we are doing and do those things really, really well. Yes. So people uh, come up to me frequently, at least a couple of times a week, whether it's at a local event here in my town or online or people I know or friends of clients or mm -hmm. daughters and sons of clients. And they want to know how they can become an editor because Mm -hmm. it's, it's very appealing to people who love books to have a job where they read all day. Yeah. Right. I got to say, I do love that part of the job. Um, I, yeah, I have specific advice that, that I share with those people and I'm happy to meet with people and talk about editing and how they might, <clears throat> how they might get into this field and how to get started and how to start getting experience as an editor. So that's yeah. something else that I'm happy to help share with people. Yeah. I mean, if you're passionate about writing books, you're probably pretty passionate about reading books too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, I would. I would think so. Well, thanks for sharing that, that those words of wisdom there for sure. Um, and, and to kind of close things out, I like to ask this question. If, if you could pick someone that could be here today with us on this podcast, dead, alive, friend, family, mentor, whoever that would be that you could ask one burning question, who would that be? And what would the question be? I would pick Bessie Smith. She was the empress of the blues. So she was the blues singer in the 1920s and 1930s. And I just adore her and her music. Um, She went through so many struggles at that time as a woman and as an African-American and as a singer going into spaces um, where women and people before her just hadn't gone. Um, But she was known as such a bold, vibrant confident person. So I would ask her when facing roadblocks, what do you tell yourself to just move forward with hope and confidence? I would just love to hear her answer. And then maybe she'd sing a little song if she was on the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) But sometimes, yeah, I look up to her and think, how can I move forward with hope and confidence and, and boldness like Bessie Smith? Yeah. Well, You know, I think sometimes things we go through in our life, we forget about hope and confidence sometimes. (laughs) We try try to treat things too mechanically. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. Hope and confidence still exist. Exactly. (laughs) For sure. Well, hey, Jennifer, how do people get a hold of you to work with you to, I know you're very boutique and... Uh, the projects that you do take on, but how do people get a hold of you that that might want to find out if they're a fit for you? Okay, my business is Words with Jazz. That's my last name, J A S, 
And so that's the website, wordswithjazz.com. Um, I'm also a part of roguepublishingpartners.com. So you can find me on that site as well. Um, and I have a free consultation on, on my website so people can set up a time to meet with me and we can just chat about books or the next project or editing. Nice. Awesome. Well, Jennifer, thank you for taking the time to be here. I really do appreciate it. I know like everybody else, you're busy and you got lots of things to do to serve your customers. So I appreciate you taking the time to be here. It's always fun to talk to you, Jason. Thank you. All right. All right. Well, hey, thank you for attending uh, today's War Room Moment. And remember, dream it, believe it, and then go achieve it. It's your podcast host, Jason Miller, signing off. Thanks for listening to War Room Moments with your host, Jason Miller. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we'll see you on the next episode.